We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Araiza. Carl Black. And William Wilson. Thanks, everyone. Away we go. Now recording. Although James saying that, I think, is the first thing we got, which is is pretty good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. Tonight, we are playing Mothership. This is Gradient Descent. I don't know what game this is, but based on what's happened, this could be the last game. Uh, So we'll we'll have to see. But uh, why don't we start with introducing our three players. Uh, Oh, once Chris is done making a lot of noise. That was that much noise? I was just straightening my two... I have two pieces of paper. I was making them line up. That was it. Apparently, your microphone is very sensitive. Uh, all right. Just so you know. I'll, uh... Well, you I'll start. For you're, already, you're already making... I'm already noise. speaking. Can I... Yep. All right. So, uh, my character's name is Titus Tajerius. He is the Marine. Uh, let's see. What else? He's got some sort of button, if I remember correctly. A pin that says, All Matter Wants to Be on Fire... Uh, let's see. His phobias are fear of unknown food because he got that jerky bar that was flavored like ham and the fear of being alone. He's wearing some cheap plastic sunglasses. He unfortunately had to leave his harpoon taser behind so he won't be shooting Ryan this game. Maybe. Well, you're also wearing a full combat helmet so you may have had to leave your cheap sunglasses behind unless... You're wearing them inside your helmet. Yeah, inside the helmet. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think this second sheet actually belongs to my Delta Green character, so I don't need to read anything off of that. Nope. All right, so next up will be Ryan. All right, hey, everybody. I am Ryan. Uh, today I'm going to be playing uh, Zark Muckerberg. Um, he is a uh, he is a scientist uh, expert in artificial intelligence, uh, ace pilot, and uh, <laughs> decent combat medic. Um, he is he is Mark Zuckerberg with a mustache. He's very he's very a mustache pale. from MS Paint. From MS Paint, yes. Uh, he's very he's very pale. Um, he's he's kind of skinny and uh he doesn't he doesn't blink often enough okay and last but certainly not least jums it is i jums who is now playing rook brannigan he is the teamster of the group he is an elderly man with white hair and he has a patch on his on every suit that he has that says "Keep well lubricated." Um, it's an important thing when you're a, a teamster because, uh, as the uh, you know mechanic guy, the engineer guy, the robotics guy, you kind of need to make sure things are lubricated so that they move and that they work. And uh, 
you know, whenever that nut gets too stuck, you just gotta lubricate it, and boom, comes right out. Okay, um, that that was a very important part of your character. Thank you for sharing. Oh yes, it uh, is. Very so, important. so last game, after gathering your resources and amassing some troops, you guys returned to the deep, also known as Cloudbank Synthetic Production Facility. Your plan is to kill Monarch. You manage to make your way past the blockade surrounding the the, the space station. Uh, and you cut a deal with uh, Commander Kilroy, who was in charge of that, because she wants Monarch dead, too. Uh, and she gave you a radio transmitter to plant near the entrance to Monarch's chamber, so she would know where it is, uh, in case you guys die and don't succeed, which is what she expects to happen. Uh, so you manage to make your way through a good chunk of the station, through the first two floors, and you returned to the catacombs, or the labyrinth, I'm sorry, where you reunited with uh, with the Minotaur, who was still happy to see you. It did not attack you, even though you kind of abandoned it last time. Uh, the marines that, you, that were with you did not take well to seeing the horrifying visage of the Minotaur. They did shoot it a bunch and light it on fire a bit, but Minotaur forgave you all. Uh, you managed to make it to the center of the labyrinth, which is a nice little peaceful area, and Monarch started talking to you through one of the androids. It doesn't seem to have a problem with your plan to kill Monarch, although it did tell you that if you want to do that, you're probably going to have to use the nuke. And that's where we stopped. So we're just going to... The Minotaur has the patience of a saint, because not only did we abandon it, we also brought people who shot it and then burned it with a flamethrower. And it's, yes. still, it's still semi-okay with us. It's also I'm been close pretty to sure like he's used years. to that reaction for how he looks. I don't know. I yeah. think I'd get pretty. I think I'd get pretty bitter if people just shot me every time they encountered me. Well, he doesn't. Hey, uh, I played with the volume on my mic. Is that any better? I think so. Okay, I guess we'll, we'll have to see as it goes. I could hear you, and I don't hear anything else, so that's good. Well, uh, James was saying it was quite loud, and I saw the the lines were gigantic. So, I said that? No, 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 you didn't. It was Ryan. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, so we're going to pick up right from there. The uh, monitor says you're you're probably going to need the nuke. I'm I'm sorry, what? A nuke? Yes. Uh, When the facility was constructed, Cloudbank realized that an artificial intelligence is powerful as Monarch could be an existential threat, and it installed a nuclear weapon inside uh, Monarch's core. As Monarch grew, though, it's... uh, Chris, it did not work. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. As Monarch grew in power and intelligence, it realized that the nuclear device was embedded in it, and removed it to a separate location, but kept it as a threat against Cloudbank. Uh, It is no longer located in his core, but detonating it would still be enough to destroy the facility. Along with us and everything in it. Well, yes. Well, well, what about you? 
it would destroy me as well. I. No, I mean, but don't you want to get out? Yes, yes. Uh, destroying myself is not what I would call Plan A, but if it leads to the destruction of Monarch, I believe that would be for the betterment of humanity and the universe as a whole. I would not oppose you. Do we have enough room on our ship for him to stash himself on there while we gallivant around the this facility? Uh, yeah. He could probably go into the uh, storage, storage bay. I uh, messaged the group privately saying, well, if there is a nuke and we want to blow up this facility... I'm just, uh, just going to stop have... you. There's no, there's no, like, private messaging. I thought we were doing that before. Oh, no, you have radios. I'm, you, yeah, you don't have, like, text. You have radios. Okay, well, yeah, well then I'm privately gonna, messaging yeah, can, them with yeah. my voice. Yeah. Um, if hey, do you guys think it's a good idea if we have him wait on the ship and while we blow this place up and obviously we'll set a timer so we can run back to our ship but if we can't make it at least he can get off I mean I feel like this is a yeah I feel like this is a, a do or die thing here uh I don't I don't want to leave the monarch any any time to disarm a nuke or or get its minions into its core and uh, wiggle that thing free. I feel like someone's gonna have to go down with the ship here. And by someone, I mean everyone. Chris, if you're talking, you're still muted. No, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to fix my microphone now. I figured uh, Titus is just point me to something and I'll shoot it. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say if we want to tell the the monarch where our ship is and say head there now and you know good luck making it off in time. Not the monarch, the, uh, the minotaur. Minotaur, you know, good luck. If you make it, great. But we're not waiting for you. I don't see why not. It seems pretty. Um, Pretty much like it's on our side, but I don't. You're, you're right. We definitely shouldn't wait for it. All right. Well, I, I'm okay with that plan. I mean, uh, are we going to tell our mercenaries that we're going to blow the place up with them along with it, with us in it? That's up to you. That's why I'm asking the group. Oh, uh, I think um, we should give them a little bit of a warning. Just, you know, hey, we're about to set off a nuke. Uh, good luck getting back to the ship. We don't necessarily need to tell them right now because they'll probably leave. And as we mentioned, they're pretty awful people, so I don't think any of us mind if they die.
What do you think, Muck? Um, well, I thought the I thought the whole point of them was to use them as uh, a distraction. So, if we're if we're using them as a distraction, we should probably send the Minotaur one way back to the ship. We should send them another way to wreak as much havoc as they possibly can, and then we go down into the belly of the beast, find that nuke, drag it into the core, and arm it. I'm 100% okay with this plan. Yeah, that's, that's what I think we should do. Okay. Do you guys need Rook the map didn't the have any again? Rook didn't have any high expectations of getting out of this alive, so uh, as long as he can go down swinging, he's okay with it. Yeah, I think I think uh, Muck pretty much resigned himself to the fact that this was a fool's errand, and uh, returning here was definitely suicide. So, I mean, Rook clearly and inevitably believes that he's he's definitely not an android, but that question will always haunt him for the rest of his life, even if it's physically and scientifically proven that he is not. He will always question if he is. Well, if your plan works, the rest of his life may not be that long. Exactly. So he won't be plagued by it anymore. The question will may not be answered, but you know what? At least he's at peace. In the afterlife. Yeah, afterlife. <laughs> or the right, uploaded so guys- matrix. Or you'll just be downloaded into a new body, and you can do it all over again. Right. End of simulation. Fuck! (laughs) You have been vaporized into component molecules. Alright, so what are you guys doing? What are you telling the rest... Telling everyone who's just standing around looking at you while you're very obviously having a private conversation amongst yourselves that nobody can hear? Muck, uh, Muck just holds up one finger while we're while we're talking. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, Titus. You speak grunt, don't you? Do you wanna? Do you wanna? lie to the nice marines and, and uh, convince them that they have the hope in hell of getting off of here alive if they just go the opposite way that we're going yeah um, well wait do I you guys need me, do you guys need the map again I don't think we specifically need the map I think what I will uh, I'll just say the character has the map looking at the map where the best place to send them like away is and I'm going to make up hey remember guys we told you there was a bonus if you wanted you could go off and grab this treasure we left last time well just burn yourself a path you know destroy whatever you see on the way to this spot that's where it is 
whether or not that's true. And uh, when they get there and complain, we can say, oh, by the way, we're blowing up the uh, the spaceship. You might want to... the Not spaceship. Uh, the station. 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 Thank you. The station. You might want to try to get back to the ship before it blows up. Good luck. And then we'll just... That'll be that. Okay. Um... So you still don't know where you're going, though. Oh, well, then we better ask the monarch where the nuke is. The Minotaur. Minotaur. Yes. Chris, uh, Alex has been making that mistake as well. He's been saying the monarch when he meant the Minotaur. Well, that's probably not helping me remember it. They they gave them both M names. I blame Tuesday night games. Damn you. Uh, so you ask the Minotaur where the nuke is, and the android it speaks through says, I know that Monarch was moved it to the quality assurance floor. I do not know where exactly on that floor it is located, though. Well, then I guess we have to go to the quality assurance floor. Here is the, here is the point where we do need the map. Oh... Now you need the map. Nope, I, mean, I don't need the map. No, we don't need the map. I mean, we're, we're heading toward the quality assurance floor, wherever the map says that is. No, I, I just I just typed map into Discord search function. It was the second thing that came up. So I don't cool. need the map. Good. It's all the way on the right. <clears throat> Alright, so right now we're in uh, You're in 29A 29A, okay Yeah, so you have to go down to uh, Floor 3, which is the whole Assembly floor um, And then From there, make your way over to Quality Assurance Make my way downtown Floor 3.7. Yep. Uh, Minotaur, we uh, we came to this point through this path. If you want to backtrack that way, you can go and hide out on our ship while we take care of this. And then we'll let you know when the nuke is armed, and then you can get the ship ready to leave for us. Oh, that would be very kind. Uh, are you guys going to... Just a reminder, Helena is on the ship. Do you want to let her know that you're sending a literal monster? I don't know, because she's a terrible psychologist. But we may need her assistance, so yeah, we should probably give her the heads up. Okay. So you you call her and let her. Wh- what do you tell her? So I'll say I'll, I'll go. Helena, this is this is Muck. Um, you reading me? Yes, I could read you. How are things going? Uh, well, we're not dead yet. Uh, so I would say, uh, like six out of ten. All right. Do you need help with something? 
Uh, no, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. Uh, we we have we have an ally here. Um, we're we're sending him back to the ship. Um, so so if if he makes it back, um, just just wanted to let you know that he is a he is a literal monster, like straight out of your subconscious fears, uh, towering, gibbering, made of mouths. It's it's real disturbing. Uh, and you're sending it back to the ship. Why? Uh, well, so um, la- last time we were here, we we basically abandoned it, and we're all feeling really kind of bad about that. Um, it is tr- it is going to help us, uh, you know, in our in our cause, uh, and we we told it that we would get it out of here. Do I have anything to be concerned about when it arrives? Uh, just just your own fear, really. Uh, it, it, is, it is visceral. The Marines uh, shot it several times and, and uh, toast lit it on fire. It was, uh, it was kind of a show. But don't, don't worry, he forgave them. We even warned him that he was an ally. We're we're all cool now. We're all cool. Uh, oh, okay. Um. Well, then I guess I'll be on the lookout for a literal monster trying to get into the ship. All right. If you if it again if if it makes it 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 might it might not make it they things things can get a little bit bumpy around here right thanks for the heads up all right uh, yeah so she knows it's coming do you want to give him the card to pilot the ship I was I was gonna I was gonna give it to um, Lumina. Okay, that works. She, she came with us, right? Yes, Lumina's with you too. Okay, it's you guys, Lumina, and the uh, Marines, Angels, Hellhounds. Okay. Um. So uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take her aside. You know where okay. where no where nobody else can uh, can hear what we're saying. Uh, I'll walk over with Titus and we'll go and tell the Marines, you know, about the the prize that they can get, and to tell them to just, you know, start start causing a ruckus in that direction, just to kind of okay. keep them chatting, so you can have that private conversation without too many eyebrows being raised. All right, so uh, so. Zuck, you take... I mean, Muck, you take uh, Lumina aside. Uh, yes, what, what is it? Um... So, so listen, this isn't, this isn't easy for me to say, but, um... Um... God... Um, I'm really, I'm really sorry about what happened to Virgo. Was it Virgo? I hope it was Virgo. 
I... Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, in my notes. Gemini is his new name. Okay. Yep. So I say, um... I, I didn't I didn't want to but if there's if there's anything anything in this world any benevolent force that has any hope of maybe bringing him back I think it's I think it's that thing over there and I, I motion over to uh, the Minotaur I she says I, I had heard of the Minotaur I never thought I'd ever actually meet it to be honest I'm somewhat awestruck Listen, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something now. Uh, I I pull out the I pull out the key card, and I hand it to her. This is this is your get out of jail free card. Um, it'll it'll give you administrative permissions on the Oberon Mariner. Uh, you'll be the only one who can activate any of the systems or pilot it. You've got to you've got to get him back there, and you've got to get away from here as as fast as you possibly can. Do you want me to abandon you, Lumina? We're all going to die. Right. So you want me to take the take the Minotaur and flee while we can. What about the Marines? Should I take them too? Fuck those guys. She you... she smiles. All right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you'll make it. Monarch seems to want to keep the Minotaur locked up here. Um... I'm I'm sure the the Minotaur's faithful there will help us. She like gestures to the ten or so androids that are milling around the area. You guys are in. I uh I I kind of like pat her on the shoulder and I say good luck. Oh, you too. I'm not the one who's trying to kill a god. She she pockets the key card you gave her. All right, we're, so uh, while you're doing that, so let's cut over to Titus and Rook. Uh, so the, the four Marines are standing in a cluster talking to each other, and Angel looks, o- looks up and sees you coming over and says, So, what's the situation, boss? And other boss? Uh, right, so right about now is, is uh, when we need you guys to create a distraction. Um, Remember, we told you there was that uh, valuable piece of tech we left behind, and we thought maybe it might be a nice bonus for you guys to go pick it up as you're, you know, creating this distraction. Kill two birds with one stone, you know? Okay. So, uh, here's the location, and I'll, I'll show them on the map. And, uh, you know, get there. Hopefully the the uh, tech we were talking about is still there for you. Uh, no promises, of course. 
but uh, anything you find that you want to keep on the way, knock yourselves out and, uh, <clears throat> you know, burn ground from here to there. All right, so where are you sending them? Um, off in the opposite direction of where we're going. Well, the area you're going to is a ring, so... What part of this? What part of the station are you going to send them to? Where did we stash that box? We stashed it towards where we woke up, right? I no, in a locker we stashed room. It, like right around Mo- where Monarch is, I think. I feel yeah, like it was, it was right around here. Well, I'm not necessarily going to give them the actual location because we're tricking them. Right. Yeah. No, I know uh-huh. that. So I don't know. I guess I you can store, find I believe that. I believe you stored it in twenty seven A. So so you're saying the the whole place is a ring, right? Okay. So well, I because a hundred hundred and eighty degrees away from where we're going, I know the map never made sense to me anyway. No, it's okay. Uh, so no, the this the station is basically um, a a donut with a cylinder through it. So. Floors one, two, four, five, and six are in the cylinder, and floor three, which is the entire actual production facility, is the torus that surrounds it. So right now you're at like the bottom of floor two. You need to go to floor three point seven, which is one section of that big torus. Opposite that would I suppose be the skeleton works, if you wanted to send them there. Or I guess, from where we are right now, where would be the furthest place to send them? Uh, from that's, where you are now? Yeah. The, Whatever's the opposite direction like would be... Well, I mean, they're all going to be kind of equidistant. I mean, the opposite direction you're going is back to the ship, but that's where you're sending Minotaur. I mean, if you want to send them on a real goose chase, you could try to send them to, like, floor six. But they'd Perfect. have to go back up to... Goose chase. But they'd have to go back up to floor one to get there. So they would be going with Monarch and all of them for a while. That's, that's okay, I guess. We could tell them to defend them until they have to part ways, and then from there they can do burn ground. I feel like oh, wait, I feel like that works. Am I muted? No. Okay. No. Nope. No. Nope, we, we can hear you. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that might actually be a good idea if they if they drop them off on the no. first floor. Yeah, like Apparently they escort also, the Minotaur. Yeah, there's also another access from floor three point six. Listen, I'm not about telling them how to get there, and they can figure it out on their own. I'm just going to point okay. to a place that seems, you know, out of the way. So bring the bring the Minotaur and uh, not Gemini, Sirius. What was it? Lumina. Lumina. Back to the ship, and then from there, go. And then I'll point on the map very far away here, and that's where it is. And uh, I'll. 
talk like to buy uh muck more time to talk with lumina i'll i'll explain to them how to disarm the booby trap i put on it okay sure uh okay so that's 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 the orders you tell them uh and then uh, angel says and so when are we all gonna what we're gonna meet back on the ship oh uh yeah yeah after that you can uh Head back. Well, well. After you get there and uh, check in with us, and we'll we'll reassess from there. If we need some more time, we might tell you to, you know, break some stuff, or uh, it might be time to head back to the ship at that point. It, we'll we'll see when we get there. All right. So you just want us to go make a bunch of noise so you can sneak around a little more easily, and and protect the Minotaur. Copy that. I think you guys might have fun with this mission, in all honesty. You you see Angel smile through his faceplates. I think we might, too. I'm sure it'll be very profitable, too. There's lots of expensive things around. Like I said, you can take your time getting there if you find something that looks a little more pricey and you want to go after that, knock yourself out. Just as long as you're making noise away from us. Sounds like a plan, boss. All right, hellhounds. Just let them know not to be too loud until after, uh, after they've gotten Minotaur. Right. Um, right. Yes, that's all after you've escorted the Metacar. Yeah. Understood. This isn't our first rodeo. All right, hellhounds, mount up. We got to escort. Then we're gonna cause some. We're gonna raise some hell. They all like smile. Uh, all right. So Lumina goes over to the Minotaur and says, uh, "Minotaur, I, we're we're going to escort you to the ship." Uh, the the Minotaur gives like a little bow, almost. It's weird with the way its body is designed. Uh, and uh, it says through the android, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing your ship. So they all, that that very large group of like 25, or no, like 15, 15 people and androids and the Minotaur all set off back towards the first floor. Which is not the direction you guys are going. So, uh, one of the androids leads you over to um, a a well-hidden maintenance hatch that leads to a rusty utility ladder. Uh, And it says, if you take this ladder, uh, it will take you down to the uh, maintenance access on floor 3, which will take you down, which will then take you to the third floor, which is where you need to go. Good luck. You too. Time to go, Muck. Well... 
if she doesn't see that explosion in their rearview mirror, I hope they burn hard. Alright, well, let's, let's make our way. Alright, so I guess we make our way to the next part. Tell us, Dungeon Master, what do we run into? Yep, down the ladder. Alright, on my screen it looks like Alex is talking, but I don't hear anything. Anyone else? I don't hear anything either. I can hear you. Whoop. There he goes. Did we lose Chris, Chris as well? I don't know. Chris? I think we may have. Anyway, how are all of you listeners? Uh, now it's just yep, us. There we go. So, listeners, how are you liking the story so far? Leave us a comment and tell us how you feel. Tell us how you feel about Dead Air and On Weecaster and recording games online. And send us a photo of your favorite pet. <laughs> Even the ugly pets. I wonder if their house lost power, if they lost internet or something, because they both kind of signed off at the same time. Yeah. I'll text Acos and see. Guess this might take some editing, huh? Alex is back on his phone. Oh, their internet's dead. So for you listeners, Alex said, our internet just crapped out, and then James said, we assumed such a thing happened. You and Chris both popped out at the same time. I'm going to ask, is this a, is this a fixable crap out? Or are we done playing... Yeah, going to have to cut all this out. It's going to be fun. I can't even stop the recording because I'm not the uh, person who started it. Oh, man. So even if 
Oh, wait, it sends him a link of the recording, right? So it's not like yeah. it stopped recording, even though he... All right. Man, we're just, like, doomed to not have a good recording session. Either Myers' mic doesn't work, their internet craps out, or, like, even meeting in person seems to be difficult because it's just going to be you, Chris, and Meyer on Friday. I don't think Chris is coming because Chris, Chris hasn't gotten his shot yet. No, is that – oh, I, I meant you, Alex, and Meyer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because uh, Chris and I aren't fully vaxxed and Ed dropped out. Will's not coming to games unless he has the time. I quit the podcast. Why did no one ask <laughs> me about it? <laughs> I was still flabbergasted by that. Uh <laughs> I was like, "Are you sure?" Andrew's like, "No, he 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 told me that he quit, and no one has made said anything about it." And I was like, "Oh, that's because no one knows." <laughs> yeah. I know they're trying to plan a wedding and stuff, but I don't know if that's really that much of a time like consumer especially for how small they're doing it he he said he was he said he was working on friday nights which is why he can't come to the games like so i don't know if he's i don't know if he's doing the uber thing still or if uh if matt's is running like a special event or something i don't know I remember him saying last summer that they did some kind of a movie series. So, yeah, uh, with restrictions like uh, going down a lot, so I mean, it's and more and more people are getting vaccinated. At least I hope that's the case. Like it was a nightmare and a half for me to get my my shot. Like it was ridiculous. Like everybody says, walk in, but then you walk in and it's like, oh no, it's appointment only. You have to call to, before you walk in. I'm like, that makes no sense. That's the exact opposite of a walk in. That is not what I was led to believe. And I was looking specifically for the Pfizer, and so I I went I called their main number, which is all about, uh, you know, uh, scheduling to go in. And I was like, all right, so I want the Pfizer on this date, and they're like, oh, they're only doing Moderna that day. So I finally called the store itself, and I was like, hey, are you guys doing the Pfizer today? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, can I come in? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm coming in. <laughs> But it took like four hours for something so simple. Ugh, that sucks. Well, at least you got your shot, and they scheduled you for the second one, right? Because uh, yeah, oh yeah, that one. Uh, they they told me I had to do it online, so I was like uh, scheduling it while I was because they gave me the shot, so I had to wait fifteen minutes before I could leave. So while I was waiting, those 15, I scheduled the next shot. Nice. But I got my nice little punch card. So that's nice. I carry that around with me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we, we had to uh, we had to upload that uh, at work 
uh, to opt out of our mandatory testing program. Oh, boy. That must be fun. Well, they have Constantly to get- back to... Yeah, it's uh, swapping the nose. <laughs> it's it's a pool test, so they they swab your cheek and uh, test the entire. I think it's like. Well, hi there. Ten. You're back. Hey, he's back. Hey, sorry about that, folks. Uh, Chris and I are in the same house, and our internet decided to stop. So. You guys jiggle the plug. Yeah, Chris. I mean, Chris did his tech support thing. He turned it off and turned it back on. Now we just gotta wait for Chris to join back in. Anyway, so I was wondering why when I was speaking, James was just ignoring me. It makes sense now. You couldn't hear me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I even James. pointed out I'm like I'm like, I see Chris I see Alex's box lighting up as if he's talking, but I don't hear him. Yeah. Uh all right. So now we just gotta wait for Chris to come back. Uh I'm gonna pause the recording because I can do that. All right, so now that we're all back, you guys head down the... So did you hear me say that the guy shows you the rusty ladder? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you head down the rusty ladder, which brings you to uh, the floor three maintenance access, which is, I believe, where you had stored that, uh, that machine that Monarch had given you, the one that you told the hellhounds that they were going to go get. It's actually in here. If you Ooh, let's take it. it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's large. It's like a backpack-sized thing, if I remember correctly. Oh, on the way back then, maybe. Unless we're all dead. Uh, if there is a way back. Oh, it's the uh, cumbersome terminal device, <laughs> I believe. Cumbersome? That, that is what it is called, a cumbersome terminal device. Hmm. I was gonna say that was the that was the thing that uh, Monarch wanted us to use to upload Arkady, wasn't it? Yes. So it's still in the lock. Well, the locker that you put it in is still closed. Presumably, the thing is still in there, but the locker is also booby trapped with shotgun shell. So you would have to disable the trap if you really wanted to look. Eh. Okay. Well, then in that case. You guys take. Uh, oh, okay. Um, there's another ladder that leads down. So you start. You start climbing. Uh, it's yeah. a it's a long climb down. Eventually, uh, this this rusty orange ladder. Uh, comes out uh, and you're in the maintenance landing area. The ladder stops. The ladder stops uh, about two dozen feet above the floor because that's where the gravity stops. So you guys can just kind of push yourself off and uh, land gently on the floor. There's four, uh, as you land, you, it's, it's dark here. There's no lights, but, uh, you can spin around. You have lights on your suits. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There are lights here. Never mind. Uh, so you could see the lights are dim. There are four empty vac suit lockers on the wall. You can see faded pinups, uh, on the inside. There are also bullet holes 
all over the walls uh, and the lockers and faded yellow splatter stains. Yellow. Yes. Does anyone have chemistry? Um, I do not. Then you don't know what they are. I only have robotics and engineering. I don't have chemistry. Sorry. You're just a bunch of dum-dums. All right, so... Uh, your ultimate goal is floor 3.7, so you are currently on at 31A. So there are three path, There are three rooms out of this room, but looking at the map, uh, you would want to head up to 31C and then hook around to then make a, like a weird loop around to the quality assurance floor. So I'm assuming you guys are just going straight there? Yeah. Okay. So you open the door to uh, the meeting room. There's no gravity in here either. Uh, so you kind of bounce around. Uh, as the, the lights are still on in here, though, although they're also, it's more like dim emergency lighting, but there is lighting. Uh, you can see floating glass splinters from uh, dozens of, not dozens, but like a half dozen broken computer monitors. Uh, there's locking seats and a mag table. And there is an android corpse floating above the table with its face smashed in. So make, uh, make fear checks. Okay. I got, I got a no there. Oh, I also got a no. All right. So that's one stress each. If you fail. Yes, I also failed. Sorry, I was muted the first two times I said that. <laughs> uh, so also one stress for you. So do you guys want to examine the corpse or are you just pushing through the room? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll snag it and, uh, you know, pat it down, see if it's got anything informative or useful on it. Uh, make a scavenge check. Uh, intellect plus scavenge. Okay. I have that. Is there a role I can do to kind of analyze what smashed its face in to see if it was, like, an accident or, uh, or like, it was intentionally done by, like, a weapon of some sort? There is. The book uh, specifically says pathology. I would also take first aid if you had it. If not, just a straight intellect check. I do um, have I first aid. I rolled a 55, so that is a critical success. Critical success. All right, so Ryan, uh, in that case, roll two D100s. Okay. I got a 43 and an 83. Okay. Um... Okay. Um, so you 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 check the the pockets of this. Thing. It's wearing uh, like a suit. It's wearing a, a very uh, faded suit. In one pocket, you find ammunition for everyone in your party, exactly one per person, the exact kind they need, exactly. Oh. 
On the in the other pockets, forty three, you find the tattered remains of a book. Uh, you you flip it open or you you look it over. Um, the the only thing that's legible on the cover is the author's byline. It's by Zuck Markerberg. It's by Zark Muckerberg. Roll one d ten for me, Ryan. All right. I got a six. Okay. That's weird. You don't remember writing this book. Um I okay, I guess I'm I guess I'm gonna put the ammo down on the mag table if if I can. Or Yeah, it, uh, it kinda sticks. Alright. Uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna um flip through this book. Uh, so it's a it's a, like an old paperback, you know, like those mass market size paperbacks. Um, you can't you can't see the title on the front, but you start flipping through it. Uh, it references uh, plans for or excuse me for like artificial intelligence construction. Uh, it seems it seems to be like a book about coding artificial intelligence. Just from the quick the quick flip through you give it. I'm guessing that it's uh, it's very well researched, uh, as it is by one of the premier experts in the field. Oh, I just I mean the the footnotes are extensive. Huh. Well, that's interesting. You find anything good? Yeah, uh, apparently I, I, I'm a published author. I hold up the book. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know you could write. <laughs> I didn't know you I always thought you were illiterate. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I don't I don't remember writing a book, but... Is there a, a picture of the author on the the back cover with without a mustache? The the picture there is I'll say there is a picture on the back. It's kind of faded. You can only see uh, some parts of it. There's definitely a mustache. Oh. And the, the general shape of the of the head looks like Zark. I mean, I guess that could be me. He's got that mustache. It's a very distinct mustache you have, Zark. I mean, I look—I uh, look like—I uh, look like I'm about twelve years old without it. So you look like you're about twelve years old with it. So I uh, passed that first aid if it's intelligence plus uh, first aid. Oh, you have first aid? Sure. Uh, so looking at the this, this body uh, and looking around the room, you get the distinct sense that it uh, smashed its face into the computer monitors until it died. Uh, 
And these, um, are, these are old, heavy CRT monitors. Oh, God, yeah. So you could see, like, shards of glass embedded in the skin. It's all, The face is all bruised and cut up. It is a mess. And judging, like, from the angles, it looks self-inflicted. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, this, this droid um, killed itself by smashing its face into those monitors until it died. Huh. There's got to be an easier way than that. Well, it was carrying all this ammo that fits our guns exactly. I gotta say, that's not that weird. Ammo is usually uh, standardized. But it's carrying not not just gun like ammo for the like the type like it's carrying like if you fired any bullets, it's carrying the exact number of bullets you need to refill your magazine. That's a little weird. Yeah, I'm not entirely comfortable with the scenario that we're in right now. And it's not carrying anything more than that. It has exactly the right ammo. So, I mean, you could all, if you fired any bullets, refill your magazines to full. But that is all the ammunition it has, and for only those guns. There's nothing extra. I don't think I've actually shot anything yet. Yeah, me either. I think James did. James yes. killed uh, Gerald. Yes, I did. I shot Gerald. So there's like one or two, whatever, however many shotgun shells you fire, James, it has that many. Oh, wow, that's just the amount of ammo I needed to refill my gun. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, that's all and, that's here. And he, ha and he has a book that you wrote that you don't remember reading, writing. Oh, I... Okay, we need to get to this core. We need to blow this building up. I agree. Okay. Uh, so you guys right, get out so of yeah. the, this the meeting room. Uh, you open the door. You open the airlock door, and you head down uh, to the hydraulics room. Uh, this room is is huge, and is. Filled. It's a long corridor with the walls are filled with hydraulic arms that are pumping slowly and heavily. But you can see that the arms are in pretty good condition. I think we decided this, but uh, I forget. How do you feel about corridors, Ryan? I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. Okay. That's what I thought. I mean, give me a good old-fashioned down-home hallway any day, but uh, if you're going to gussy it up and make it into a corridor, then... I'm still on board. Alright, so you guys start uh, bouncing along the corridor here. Uh, you In the middle of the room is a large sewer grate. Uh, that's the, the only other way out of this room that you know of. Uh, so you manage to, to yank it open and you head down the maintenance tunnel and you come out in 
the Toxic Plunge. It's a gargantuan sewer sloping downward through darkness and fluid drains. Droplets of violently orange fluid float freely, merging and splitting. You guys are all wearing your full body armor, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, sir. Well, then I'm sure you'll be fine. Everyone make speed checks with uh, plus zero G. But you're at disadvantage because of your suits. Okay. I think I... Wait, actually, I think I did get zero G. All right. Speed plus ten. Okay. Great. Like disadvantage. Oh, oh, disadvantage? Yep. Damn it. Uh, uh, my first um, roll my first roll passed, my second roll was a was a crit pass, and I'm like, damn it. So disadvantage means I take the less the better I just take the, the sh- yeah. And I failed. Uh, what a waste Ryan's of a crit. Sorry. So, uh, Rook, you managed your... I mean, you're, you're pretty accomplished in Zero-G. You managed to bounce your way down this sewer and avoid all those floating globules. Uh, Zark and Titus are not so lucky. You... you cr- not, not crash, you float through a few of them, and they, they get on your armor, and you're, you don't feel anything. You, see, you feel fine. Uh, one of them gets on your, your faceplate, Zark, and you manage to brush it away, but as you look at your armor, wherever it hits, uh, it's it's sizzling a little bit. Not a lot. It's not burning through your armor, but it's def- it definitely erodes like the top layer. So your your shiny armor is now splotchy with like a dull a dullness wherever that orange substance hits you. Uh, and you realize it's probably a good thing you were wearing armor. Yeah. We passed through this room before, didn't we? No, this is new. Ah. You passed through um, a, a room that had a bunch of chains, that with the, like the moisture collection room. It yeah, had, that's it what had I'm water thinking. floating in it. This is incredible. It even says in the book, incredibly toxic. Unprotected contact requires a body save or start dying over the next 1d10 hours. <laughs> oh. Requires a week of medical attention to have blood purified. Wow. So, yeah. Eric's favorite way to get a week of medical attention. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so, eventually, uh, you come to a series of cement tunnels that you follow down, uh, and they split into a cross. Uh, but you guys have the map, so in order to get to where you want to go... You need to go to 32B, which is the gas cook-off. Oh, good. Uh, once again, it's a good thing uh, you're wearing those suits, because you enter a chimney shaft with air hot enough to burn your lungs. The room is filled with floating globes of burning industrial gases. Zero-G flames rise upwards as they burn. Uh, do any of you not have the zero G skill? Uh, I've got the skill. I have it. James, you have zero G. 
I do. I do. Sorry, I, my I I kept clicking the unmute button and it wasn't working. Uh, Ryan, I didn't hear what you said. Do you have zero G? Yes, I do. Okay, so then you all have to make body saves to cross this room. God. No. It, it's not like it. Did, it's a straight body save, right? No disadvantage. Nope, just a straight body save. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-six out of thirty-three. Okay. Twenty-nine out of thirty. Right. You're good. <laughs> Mine was 74. I'm way down. Uh, I'm so way over. Ryan and Chris, now you both make armor saves. And you get a bonus because of your armor. I believe it's plus 15 from that battle dress. Uh, yeah, plus 15% of your armor save. Oh, I included that in already. No. What the? Oh. Oh, no. God. Oh no, I just rolled incredibly similar to what I rolled before. Now it's still still a fail. Alright. Are we dead? No, but you both take ten points of damage as the the heat, like you you, you leap. Uh, so Rook goes you know, Rook is like watching the, the things, and you two both know that he's, you know, experienced at zero G. So he says, Follow me, do what I do. And so Rook bounces off at the perfect time and manages to miss all these excuse me, these huge floating clouds of burning gas. Titus and Zark, you are not so lucky. You push off and the both of you just sort of plow through this immense cloud of burning industrial gas. And because it's zero G, there's nothing you could do about it. So you get cooked for a little while as you float through it. Uh, and you, you come out the other side. You're alive, but you took those ten points of damage because, ow. That's, uh, that hurts. I want to say, as Titus is about to go through this cloud, he goes, Hey, guys, you think these clouds are safe? And then as soon as he comes out the other side, he goes, No, those clouds are not safe. <laughs> But you managed to get to the other end of the room. Okay, okay. Who wants pain pills? I need some pain pills. Well, you might want to do it outside of this room because the air in here is hot enough to burn your lungs. Yeah. (laughs) Might might not want to pop any pills in a room where it'll burn you. Ryan opens up his little tube of pills and they all melt. They're already melted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. Into the tube. He he just injects himself with it. <sighs> Alright, so you guys managed to get out of there, thankfully. There's a short corridor, and you come to a locked door. A short corridor? Sorry, yes. Ryan. Yeah, I know. What a tease. How locked is it? Uh, it's so locked, you can't open it without making a check of some kind. Alright. Is it locked from the other side? It is. Oh, Son of I a bitch. Have, do I still have the thing that the Minotaur gave us uh, that will open doors? You do. 
Alright, I guess I'll try it. Alright, you you find an access slot and you stick the disc in and nothing happens. Uh, well, I've got C4. It's been about 50 years. You know, Monarch could have changed the passwords. They, they updated the security once in 50 years. Well, I tried. Yeah. This looks like a job for an engineer. All right. Well, while you're while you're jimmying the lock, waka waka, um, huh. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pop some pain pills. All right. So one second, I need to check Ryan's addiction thing too. Um. Oh, did my uh, previous pil- use of the did my previous use of the stim pack wear off? No, no, you still got it. All right. Um, so take- I guess I'm gonna go. Go ahead. Nothing. Um, but this is this is your second one today, right? Uh, well, I took a stim pack before. Now I'm taking a pain pill. Ah, okay. You're not addicted to pain pills. No, I'm not. So that's fine. I'm sure that's fine. I mean, with any luck, I won't have to worry about it much longer. Yeah. Uh, so if you just you just pop the pills, uh, you heal one d10 and you r- lose one stress. All right. Roll a one. Roll a one. You roll a one. Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Dice Golem. <laughs> You want to take more pain pills, Ryan? Yes, I do. All right. So roll another d10. There. That's more acceptable. What about you, Titus? You going to pop any pills? Um. Yeah, I guess I'll 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 do one if they're on offer. If you if you want a stim pack. I've got seven of those. How much does that That's heal? I'm at 45 out of 62, so maybe I should. That'll give you 2d10 health, and it'll it'll temporarily temporarily increase your strength in combat by 2d10 each for 1d10 hours. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like something that's probably useful. Uh, Ryan, you also lose two stress. I did. I did. Okay. All right, so okay, Chris, roll so. 2d10. Uh, oh, I put a space, sorry. 2d10. 5 and 5. Alright, so you heal 10. Uh, and then... Also roll another 2d10. d 10 6 and 5. Alright, so your strength and combat are each go up by 11... Four. I'll roll this. Do you want to roll the 1d10? Sure. 1d10. Six. All right, so for six hours, your strength and combat are both increased by 11. Okay, so that's 45 and 64 for, I assume, the rest of my life. (laughs) I mean, it depends how (laughs) long it takes you to get there, but could be. 
and Rook, how are you going to go about opening this door? I'm going to hit it with the crowbar until it opens. Okay. No, I'm going to take it apart. I'm going to take apart the panels and see if I can uh, either activate the, the the pressure release or the hinge or something. Just so any way to get this thing open. So that would be intellect and I'd say mechanical repair and engineering. You can add both. Well, I got a 44. Okay, that's a critical success. So, uh, you you pull the panel like you pull the panel off, and you get ready uh, to like do something. Like you figure you're gonna have to, you know, muck the hell out of this thing, and you like just move a bunch of wires aside, and there's a little switch that just says door release, and you just go oh, and you flick the switch, and the door next to you just raises up. Uh, yeah, it must have been a loose wire, guys. And, you know, or you know that switch in the back there. Yep. All right. So you you bounce into the next room because it's still zero G. Uh, you enter a wide lit chamber, and the, the walls are painted a comforting shade of blue. Uh, there actually is light in here. Uh, the other the other two doors in this room you can see from the inside are super heavy reinforced locked doors. The other two are still locked. And there is a large red button on one of the walls that's labeled PANIC in capital letters. Ooh, let's press it. Do you go over and press it? No. Okay. Uh, There's also, you can make out cryopod fittings on the walls, but there are no cryopods here. There are also stacked plastic crates on one of the walls. There's also, like, a couch and some cots that have been folded away. You get the sense this might be a PANIC room. Well, let's take a six-hour nap on one of those cots. <laughs> we'll each lay down in a cot. We'll talk to psychologists. We'll work through our problems, you know. Right. All right. Uh, so we're in 32D right now? You're in 32C. 32C. Okay. So we want to we wanna mosey on down to 32D. What's in the plastic crates? Yeah, I'm going to search those crates. All right, you start opening them up. You find a bunch of MREs. Uh, You find some pamphlets as you you look through them. You see titles. Mark 12 EMP Grenade User Guide. One of them is called Meet Monarch Cloud Cloud Bank's King of Profits. And another one is entitled Surviving Automated Uprisings. You also find a book that's just filled with every major religious text. Uh, and one of the crates is full of games. You see Jenga, Monopoly, and That's Not Lemonade. Oh, I'll take That's Not Lemonade. Of course. It's worth 10 billion credits. Okay. I'll hang on to it just in case we don't die. Uh, is, there any, is there any useful information in um, Meet the Monarch... Uh, Cloud Bank's King of Profits. Uh, you you start flipping through it. It's no, it's just entirely a uh, like a PR, PR thing. Yeah, 
It's like Monarch is our new state-of-the-art AI that's going to revolutionize the way we produce uh, androids and increase our profits tenfold. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah. What about how to survive an AI uprising? Anything useful in there? Well, considering you've been uh, fighting AIs this whole time, it seems to be woefully underestimating the artificial intelligences. Huh. I was hoping we were going to open it and we just say run. <laughs> Hope it doesn't happen. It's the it's the list of paradoxes from from the portal posters. <laughs> it also says one of them uh, says try this. This statement is true. The previous statement was false. You could just say, this statement is false. Much faster. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. (laughs) Smoke starts coming out of Zark's ears. Uh, Yeah, so that's all that's in here. Uh, So you're going to have to uh, open the other door if you want to get down to get to 32D. But since you're in the panic room, that's much easier. They're meant to be opened from the inside. Uh, so you, you easily open the door, uh, and you head to 32D. As you head down the hall to the door, you first you feel uh, a, deep, a deep thrum and rhythmic boom, boom, boom. Uh, and as you, you get to the end of the hall, you see the label above the door says, Ore Smasher. I wonder what this room does. <laughs> ooh, oh, ooh, pardon me. Must have been that bean I had for dinner. Uh, I meant to ask, were any of the MREs Titus flavored? No, no. These were all standard issue MREs. None of them seem to have any synth flesh involved. I was going to say, Titus, uh, Titus had to inspect all of them just to make sure, didn't he, because of his compulsion? I, I think Titus only has to do that if he plans to eat one. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it up to you, Chris. I think he saw me, saw it was an MRE, just kind of shuddered and put it down and, and walked to the side. He didn't even want to think about what could possibly be inside of it. He's not hungry. He's not planning to be before he dies. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so, the ore smasher, uh, as, as you open the door, the roar of the machines in here is mind-numbing. There's this huge room that is a tangle of ore smashing, crushing, and dissolving machinery. There's a miniature asteroid field of rock just floating in the room, being slowly drawn to the walls where this machinery is just breaking down everything. Uh, So if you want to traverse this room safely, it's going to take you hours of crawling, observing, and timing leaps between rocks to avoid the machines. If you want to go more quickly, you could try... But I will warn you, the game specifically says if you touch the walls, you die. That's it. Is there a way to shut down the machine? 
Uh, make an intellect check. Because there's no perceived or anything like that. I'll, I'll help him out there. <clears throat> Thank you, much appreciated. My first roll was a 13, so it was kind of a... It was a pass, but it was a low pass. But my second one was a 55, which is a critical success. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're looking down this hall, this... Not hall, this massive cavern... Uh, it's probably, just guessing, a kilometer long. It's humongous. And uh, halfway, maybe 750 meters down, there is one wall. Like, you can see as, like, the rocks tumble and, and move through your field of vision, there does seem to be a, a dull red glow down, down the room that you can see... Uh, just like it looks like something's on the wall there where there's no ore smashing. It's a solid like whenever the, the rocks pass, you can see there's a solid glow on the wall there. Looks like it, j- j- just guessing, it might be some kind of control booth. Now I'm gonna make my way over to there uh, safely. Okay, uh, well, I, so I will tell you this if you want to go more quickly, you guys can make speed plus zero G checks. But because you are in your suits, that will be at disadvantage. And if you fail, you will have to make a body save or you die. Well, given how Dice Golem has been treating us tonight, I don't want to leave the fate of my character up to two dice rolls. Okay. No, I don't think I've rolled below a 70 yet. <laughs> okay, so you're all I'm not, the time. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to dying right here just yet. That's fine. Uh, oof, but you all take six stress as you it, it takes you like three hours to slowly make your way. There's kind of like a central tube of grading that you can use but the rocks are flying everywhere so you have to uh, time your leaps to get across and avoid machines that are zooming through to grab and collect more rocks. It's like the worst level from a video game but it's your life. Eventually, when you get 750 it's not, down the It's road. not the worst level. We gave the escort mission to the Marines. <laughs> That's true. And it's not a water temple, either. Uh, you do see uh, that, that <clears throat> tiny glowing light uh, eventually gets larger and larger. And you could see that there is a... When you finally get close to it, there's a small soundproof control booth mounted on the wall. Uh, you're, you're pretty sure you can make it safely if you jump, but you're going to have to jump to it. Or you could try to come up with something else. Oh, man, if only someone had a harpoon gun. <laughs> God damn it. No, I'm okay with trying to jump forward, unless you guys want to spend hours trying to navigate this room safely. I mean, or do you guys a bunch of time? Or do you guys want to think uh, maybe it, if we shut it down, it would alert Monarch to where we are, if he doesn't already know where we are? I mean, I'm pretty sure Monarch already knows where we are. Yeah, that's what I would think as well. We've, we've been uh, walking through the station pretty much telling 
everyone we meet how we want to kill him. So, you know, I, I'd be paying attention. All right. Um, also, so do we want to attempt to shut the stuff down or do we want to go through slowly? Because I feel the longer we take, that gives the mercs a chance to actually complete what they're looking for and go back to the ship and realize it's not there. Well, the ship is there right now. Well, no, they they were supposed to escort the the Lumina and... I need to to go to the bathroom while you guys discuss this. I'll be right back. Okay. I I imagine they're still on their way. Oh, well, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, if we just spent hours just navigating to this one point, then I'm assuming they had already escorted those two back to the ship already. And yeah. then they've convinced the psychologist to, uh, yeah, they said that we get to fuck off, like, right now. So, yeah, I feel like if we spend too long, then the mercs will also be after us for abandoning them on this sh- on this sh- on this uh, station. Well, we didn't abandon them. We're still here. Right. <laughs> we did tell them that this was a suicide mission. Actually, we didn't tell them it was a suicide mission. They found out when somebody said that this was a suicide mission. And then we kind of had to own up to, yeah, this is a suicide mission. (laughs) I don't even think we owned up to it being a suicide mission. We just said, ah, we'll pay you a little bit more. And they were like, okay. I mean, I, I don't think that they realized how literally we meant that, but, you know... Plus, they didn't decide to die. It's more of a it's more of a murder mission for them. I mean, we let them have a lot of fun before their last moments, at least. Perhaps anybody, good. And perhaps they would have made a lot of money if they didn't die. So? I'm sure it'll be some solace to them. Have you made a decision? All right. So, Akos, if I mm-hmm. if I stay and I help Rook out by like uh, you know calling out directions and and giving him warnings and stuff, can can I negate his disadvantage? Sure. All right. So I'll leave it up to you, James. I can I can stay here and be your spotter. All right, I can go for that. Uh, I'll take the advantage over a disadvantage, or at least negating a disadvantage. Yeah, so it's just a straight yeah. roll. And if James plummets to his death, Ryan and I will just take our time. <laughs> well, no, so here's the thing. There's no other way to get to this control booth. And uh, Rook, not Rook, uh, Zark, make an intellect check. Okay. I got a 97, so that's okay. a no. Huh? Yeah, well, you, you know what you know. All right, so, uh, Rook, you jumping across. Make a speed plus zero G check. Do you have the asteroid mining skill? I do not. All right, well, I would have let you use it, but that's it. Speed plus zero G. I didn't even know that was a skill, in all honesty. It is? 
Oh, I got a 13, by the way. So I was looking for the asteroid mining skill to see if, where it is on the sheet. It's, it's right next to zero G, and that's a success. So you guys watch with bated breath as Rook takes off and pretty, well, not gracefully, he kind of smacks into the control booth, but manages to grab one of the handholds that's on it uh, and, and steadies himself. Rook, you look, you see there's a, a hatch in the ceiling of the, the booth. Uh, it has, like, one of those cranks, so you, like, crank it open and pull it up and then drop down inside, and you are in a control booth. And you see there is a door behind you that leads out of the room. But you're okay, to so, to uh, yeah, I would like to try to shut this down so that my uh, companions here don't get murdered or sucked into the wall and grinded into bits. Okay, do you have heavy machinery by any chance? I actually do. All right, so this is going to be intellect plus heavy machinery. I thought I needed it for engineering, so I grabbed it. That is a 31, boss. Is that a success? Yes, 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 it is. Okay. Uh, So, Zark and and Titus, you watch... Uh, Rook clamber his way into this room. You can't see into the... Actually, well, there, no, there's a big, thick glass panel, so you see Rook go into the room and start fiddling with some kind of control board. Uh, and then, a minute later, the the thrum starts to, starts to die down. It doesn't happen immediately, because machinery like this takes a while to spin down. But you see some of the smaller things, like the arms that are flying around, they stop and you could kind of see that the like the big spinning grinders on the walls are starting to slow. It takes about ten minutes for the whole thing to come to a stop, but uh, it does, and it's blissfully quiet. You suddenly realize your teeth are no longer vibrating. All right. Uh, in that case, I guess let's make our way over to the to the booth. All right, easy. You know, guys, don't have to roll for it. Easy enough. If you fail and hit the wall, nothing happens. Uh, and so you climb in, and there is the same thing that Rook saw. There's a door in the back of the room. Good job, Rook. I'm glad you didn't oh, die. Thank you for guiding me. <sighs> My pleasure. Now let's go die somewhere else. All right, so you guys head down uh, this long corridor, and you come to, unfortunately, another locker door. The sign above the door says, Quality Inspection Chamber. You want to give this one a try, Buck, or do you want me to try to rip the panel off again? I mean, I can I can give it a try. Um, can I... Can I... Uh, open this up with uh, computers and hacking, or... Yeah, you could try. It's going to be intellect and computers and hacking. Alright. I got a 61 out of 84. Okay, yeah. You you pull the panel off and start playing with some of the electronics inside, and the light goes from red to green, 
uh, and you open the door into the quality inspection chamber. There's lights in here and some gravity, which is, oh no, there's no gravity in here, sorry, but there are lights. Uh, as you enter the room, uh, it's a normal sized room. There's panels, readouts, and statistics crowding the walls. Uh, each number relates to component inspection failure rates. You also see there's a separate panel with an, with an integral screen that has a single large button that's marked purge. Oh, click it. We want to purge. I'm sure it's not us that's going to get purged. Are you going to... No, I'm not. No, definitely not. It's up to you guys. There's also one door on the other side of the chamber here. I really kind of want to because I feel it's going to purge all the stuff that's it's inspecting right now. And then that's less things for us to fight. It's up to you. I imagine everything we find here is going to be horrible and we shouldn't do it. I mean, that's that's a, a good reason why we should do it, in my opinion. But, uh... Is there, is there any way I can figure out what exactly will be purged if we press the button? Or is it just a black box? Um, so you look over, there's, there's a, a monitor on it that is currently dark and there's just a button that says purge. You can see it is not hooked up to the other equipment in this room. It's not monitoring the, it's, it's separate from the other QA equipment in here. Is there like a workage manual or something under the, by the, by the things or anything that we can see what the purge button will do? Make an intellect plus scavenging check with disadvantage. I'll help you look. You actually I have scavenging, made right? It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you you search around for a bit, and you do eventually, like on the other side of the room, in a box that was like thrown into the corner, you find the uh, purge handbook. It's surprisingly small. It seems like this thing is meant to be idiot-proof. So it's, it's surprisingly small. Do not press the purge button. <laughs> no, the the purge button is for the quarantine area, which seems to be uh, part of the quality assurance inspection. Uh, androids are, you know, put in there, and they have to be judged if they are thought to be uh, defective in some way. Then you press the purge. Well. There's supposed to be a bunch of sensors, which are the things that are on the walls that help monitor the quality of the androids. And if there's too many red flags, you hit the purge button, it destroys all the androids and gets rid of them. Well, actually, it doesn't get rid of them. It destroys all the androids and then clean up crew go in and remove all of them. And then when you press the button the screen comes to life and shows you the inside of the quarantine chamber so you can make sure the process is working correctly. I feel like I should hit the button. It's up to you. Um, Muck says, that, that seems like something we've probably 
don't want to do because I don't want to be responsible for murdering that many androids. I mean, maybe there's no one in the in the quarantine chamber. Yeah, you don't know how many, if any, are in there. It could also be full of androids that are going to try and murder us. Yeah, remember that one time we were in that defective room and they all tried to fucking rip us apart? Plus, we'd be blowing them up very shortly anyway. I'm going to hit the button. Right. I'm going to okay. turn away from the monitor. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I don't need to watch it happen. I'm not looking. Rook, you hit the button. Uh, the screen comes to life. Uh, you see a lot of androids packed into that room. Uh, they are packed in there pretty tightly. They're looking. They're just standing there. They're waiting. They're looking around. And then uh, there's no. We sure are glad no one's killing us. <laughs> there's there's no sound coming through. It's just a black and white feed. And. A like one of those old spinning like wall mounted lights starts going, and then you see flashes, and the androids just start to. And you see a a notice on the screen that says EMP bombardment be starting, and they just start falling. So you make a sanity check, Rook. It's a real good thing you lost that thing that makes you take more sanity damage when androids get hurt. <coughs> 37 out of 38. Okay. Take one stress uh, as you watch uh, these 98 androids die. You just murdered them. But they're not real anyway, so whatever. I mean, we are planning to blow up the whole station with everyone and everything in it. I've kind of, you know, I think I feel like Rook is just, you know what? Fuck it. Everything's going to die. We're all going to die. Being alive. Do you like being alive? What was that? That was uh, fucking looking, horrifying. There was a um, a scene in um, Family Guy with the when Peter Griffin is death and he's going to oh, take right. down that plane and the yep. Girl Scouts are singing "We Love Being Alive." I was looking for the video to post and say it was the androids and I forgot <laughs> the volume was on on my phone and the first thing that I. That that lady said in that video, which is not just the clip that I was looking for, was, I like being alive, do you? So you're welcome, guys. I'm not even going to find the video of them singing now. No, that was, that was better. I know exactly the episode, too. Like, we like being alive. We like being alive. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta kill the cat was, Dawson's Creek. That was, <laughs> yeah, right. So that, that was the androids you killed. They were singing that song. Alright, so you guys are in quality assurance now. Uh, you don't know where in here the nuke is. You do know it is somewhere in quality assurance. So you are currently, if you're looking at the map, you're in 51A. Okay. And you could head to 51C or 51B from where you are. Well, it's not in that room. Um... Well, I guess let's be methodical about this. Um, start with 51C. Okay. You guys uh, head out the door. So if you look at the map, there's a, there's a split tunnel. One of them heads off to the right and goes farther, but you, you head down to 51C. Uh, there's, no, uh, there's no mark over this door. 
but it's not locked, so you could just open it. Uh, inside, you enter a large room. It is lit in here. Uh, there's a large room. Um, it seems to be shaped like a funnel. You come in towards the top, uh, and it, it funnels downward. The walls are covered with pale, glowing figures. If you'd like to make an intellect check to see what they are. Okay. So all of us or just one of us? Yeah. Up to you. Well, that I made. I failed. Uh, they're security androids. They, but they seem to be deactivated. They're all, like, plugged into the wall. Uh, and also, let, let me get my thing here. Uh, one second, I gotta check something in the other book. By the way, I'm just looking at this this message James sent in the team chat. Did you try turning it off and on again? That's exactly what I did. All right, uh, everyone also make a fear save. I did not make that one either. Uh, let's oh, see if I roll another 70. I critically failed. Oh, 48. That's still not good enough. All right, so you all failed. Uh, also, I believe, let's see. Oh, no, if, that's if I panic. Yeah, no, you haven't panicked. This is uh, this is for something else. I thought, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was if I failed the fear save. Um, check what that is all about. Yeah. All right. So, sorry, I gotta roll for a bunch of stuff and. Get my shit together. Alright. Get up my dice roller. Because I don't want you guys to see these rolls. Um. All right. So you guys float into the room, and you're pretty confused. I mean, you're not confused. You're you're looking around, and this is lot. You know, it's not great. And then everyone make an armor save. Uh oh. That one I did pass. Nope. Oh. Although I did wow. need my armor. Yeah, I, I, I did. I succeeded. First one this game, I think. Wait. Yeah. 
pretty sure that's the first thing I succeeded at. So you all succeeded? No. Ryan failed. Okay. Yep. So... Um, double check. Yep, times ten. Have all right. Uh, Zar, take twenty damage as uh, a frag grenade explodes pretty close to you. And then, uh. Hit. And damn. Alright. Uh, they both get hits. So. Uh, SMG. Alright, so. Uh, Rook. You take. Eight damage. And Titus. You take 20 damage. Uh, as you two are both, both ripped into with SMG fire. And then... Oh! Oh boy. Well... I'm guessing someone just died. Um... Well, not, uh, you guys got real fucking lucky. Um, so Toast got a crit fail on his roll, uh, with the flamethrower. Okay, so this is what I guess they found out we left them. You guys, you guys open the door to this big funnel and float in. Uh, You're just looking around for a second. Suddenly, boom, grenade goes off. Zuck gets hit. There's two quick bursts of controlled SMG fire as Rook uh, Rook and Titus are both pelted with bullets. And then there is a massive explosion as the flamethrower explodes uh, <laughs> because Toast got a critical failure uh, and so I just rolled to, for him to damage himself so he took 180 damage so he I think done. he's dead yeah, 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 you don't have to worry about Toast anymore there's also a large hole of where, and, where security androids used to be and quite a few of them surrounding that are on fire so there's there's no longer 200 security androids in here. So, you know, that's good. That's a plus. But now we, now you guys can make speed checks for initiative. Because the surprise round is over. I failed. Well, toast is toast. That's a two out of forty-two. Okay. Fifty out of fifty. Fifty out of fifty. Okay. Uh, what's your speed, James and Chris? 
42. 50. Oh, okay. So you have the higher speed, so I'm going to say it's going to be Rook, then Titus, then the Marines, and then Zark. Because, Ryan, you failed your speed check. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Rook and Titus. Did you remember to make those with disadvantage, though, because of your combat armor? No. All right, well, All right. the other one I rolled is a 44. I rolled a 42. At a 42. All right, sir. I forgot to also. I didn't pass, yep. though. I rolled a 58 and a 90. All right. So, in that case, it goes Rook, Marines, uh, Zark, and then Titus, you're at the end because you got a crit fail. Yeah. Zark and Titus. All right, so Rook, you're up. Um, You know where Toast was. He's not there anymore. You don't know where Jackson is because all he did was throw a grenade. Uh, if you want, make a quick intellect check with disadvantage to see if you can ID where Lug and Kira are. Alright, well, my first roll was not too good, and my second roll was no better, so I did not get it. Okay, so they, they are still hidden amongst the androids in here somewhere. Uh, so if you want, you could spend your whole turn to to find them. You won't be able to do anything else, but... Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. You get two actions per combat. Um, so, if you want to uh, use one of your actions to find them, you can do that. Well, you can I would like to one use one of my. Them. I would like to use one of my actions to find one of them. Okay, you you look around and you spot Lug, uh, who is probably the one who shot you. He is hiding out among some android bodies. So if you would like, you can shoot at him. That is going to be combat. Or well what do you what would you like to do? I didn't appreciate really being shot at, so I think I'm gonna shoot back at him with the pulse rifle. Okay. So that's combat plus you have military training, right? I have military training and firearms. Okay, you can add both of those. However, he does have uh, some partial cover, so he gets to make an armor save, and he gets a bonus to that. Uh, Which is their instinct for this. Uh, What'd you get? I got a 52 out of 74. Okay, that beats his armor, so roll your damage. The pulse rifle is 5d6. Uh, the pulse rifle is... Hang on, I've got one too. Yeah, 5D10. pulse rifle is 5d10. Double on a crit. Yep. And it's got phosphorus rounds. Uh, it also, well, just for next turn, since you are wearing uh, a, a HUD, when you use the pulse rifle, it gives you plus five to combat. Uh, so, I mean, you succeeded anyway, but just keep that in mind. 
It also has a pump-action grenade launcher mounted under the barrel. So I got... It's 5D10? Okay, I wrote down 5D6. Sorry, all right, so I got a 33. 33, that is a lot of damage. Hey, wait a minute. Double on crit. Oh, no. That's crit. Crit, crit to hit, but he had the 33 damage, which was, but that's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you hit Lug. You don't like that. Um, now it's Now it's their turn, so they're going to shoot back. Uh, so, James, you can make your own armor save. Well, actually, first let me see if he hits. Uh, that would be the first thing. Not with a 97. Uh, so he's a little uh, out of it from just getting shot a lot. Uh, Kira is still shooting you, Titus. I don't like that. That's a, ni- that's a 94, so she, she uh, failed. Okay, that's good. Uh, and... Uh, Angel, however, is going to throw another grenade. Let's see how he does. Oh, I hope he drops it at his feet. Uh, he does not. Oh. But he, he misses. It goes wide. Uh, so you all, you all flinch as a grenade it goes off like 20 feet away from where you are. Uh, it's, it's too far for you. You have to worry about any splash damage. But, uh, yeah. So that's them. Sark, you're up. All right. Um, did I did I see where um, the guy who threw the grenade was? Because I'd really like to pay him back with a grenade. Uh, make a make a uh, intellect check. To see if you can do a quick glance and find him. Can Since I, we've got the uh, combat HUD, did the one that James found get tagged when he tried to shoot it? Him? Yes. Yes. James. Uh, let me double check. I believe so. Uh, oh. Let me double check the gear and see how that works. Heads up display. Off of one by by Marines, the HUD allows the wearer to see through the body cams of others in their unit and tap into their gun's smart link capabilities. Yeah, sure. Uh, So you know know where Lug is. Lug Lug has been marked. Um, Can can I add my military training? Sure. I got a crit success. Okay. Uh, for that, I'll tell you where somebody. they both are. You okay. find you find both uh, Kira and Angel. They they space themselves out, so you can't hit any one of them. Like you can't hit two of them with one attack. All right. And they're they're um, using these deactivated androids for cover. So in that case, Angel was the one who threw the grenade. Uh, so it seems. All right, I'm going to use my um, my pulse rifle. has a frag grenade, uh, pump action grenade launcher on it. So, okay, uh, you, that's going to be combat plus. Uh, you have military training, so you can use that. He gets his armor check. Plus my HUD. Let's see. What is my? Oh yeah, plus five from the HUD. I got a 65 out of 78. Okay. 
That beats his dodge. So roll for damage. The frag okay. grenade is uh, 1d10 times 10. <laughs> Nine. Oh, okay. He takes a shit ton of damage. Uh, he did succeed his armor check, though, so he sees the grenade coming. Uh, and you can see, like, his body tense up at an oh shit moment. And he leaps. Uh, he is hurt, but he is not dead. Uh, Titus, you're up. So you, the, all three of them have now been ID- ID'd on your, your HUD. Okay, so I guess I'm going to go for the one that was shooting at me. Kira, I believe. That would be Kira, yes. What's that? Uh, yes, that's Kira. Right. Well, I'm going to use my laser cutter. Uh, I believe you're going to have to get a lot closer. Uh, oh, wait, no. No, oh, no, this okay. is the thing that shoots... Yes. Yep, yep, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I imagine that even if he's behind cover, I'm still going to be able to just shoot through the cover with this thing. Uh, she, yes, you can, uh, well, um, depends how you I, do. I shot through a door and three people with it once. Oh, yeah, that's true, you did. Uh, so uh that was uh, yeah. 40, plus. which succeeds without any pluses, because my combat's 60 will 4. Okay, uh, so roll 1D percentile, that's how much damage you do. I swear to God, if this thing comes back as a 1... 96, finally. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, not finally. It's been rolling 90s and 70s the whole game, but finally it worked out in my favor. So she uh, leaps out of the way, uh, but she you, you hit her. She is now short a limb. Uh, and she is it her head? Screams. It's not. It's, it's one of her arms. <laughs> I guess that's probably not really a limb anyway. Yeah. Uh, she is... Unpleased. Oh, that's the end of the round. Rook, you're up. Wait, don't we get two actions? Weren't we getting two actions? Oh, you know what? Yes, but I forgot to give them two actions, so next round you can get two actions. Alright. Uh, so, Rook, you're up. Uh, so, Lug is still alive? Yeah, they're all still alive. But they're all pretty hurt. Okay, well, I'm going to shoot at him again with the pulse rifle, and I'm going to yell at him that we paid them to protect us, not attack us. Okay. Uh, make your, Roll your, your combat. Uh, 62 out of 75. Okay. That's a, he yells back, Monarch made us a better offer! But Fucking cock. Well, that's good. At least they didn't realize we were betraying them. We got your better offer right here with a 40. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lug is no more. Uh, all right. So that brings us back to just now Kira and Jackson. Double check. Was my second action yelling at him? Oh, I'm sorry. You got. You got. I, for, I keep forgetting two actions. No. What do you want your second action to be? I'm going to shoot the other broad. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Roll for it. And my visor adds 
10? You get plus, plus 5. Oh, plus 5. Okay. So 79 would be my max combat. Uh, boo, I rolled a 19. Uh, okay, uh, that does not actually beat her armor save. She manages to dodge out of the way. That is fair. Uh, all right, so now they go. Uh, Angel sees what's happening, and he is rather unpleased. Uh, but he's got more grenades, so he's going to throw some more. Uh, so uh, one is definitely going for Zark. Um, I'm going to dodge but, that. But misses, so you don't have to worry. Yay. Uh, uh, the other one, however, does not, so... Roll a, roll a dodge. We're making armor save. And you get plus 15% from your combat gear. He Everybody? Both at me? Or who's, yeah, he who's throws he them both for? at you. Okay. Oh, actually, uh, it's a grenade, so everyone make an armor save. Because it has an area of effect. Nope. Fuck me. Thirty-eight out of forty-two. Thirty-five, and my armor is forty, so I'm good. And you get plus fifteen from the combat dress you're wearing. So you two are good. Ryan, how much health do you have? Twenty. Oh God. Uh, well. uh, Even with your, even with the armor you're wearing, like that's everything. Well, the the armor save, I, I already added the 15% in. Uh, that's yeah, the, arm, my, the armor doesn't affect your health. My armor was really low, um, so it, I rolled out a 45 and got a 60, so I, I failed that one. All right, uh, so Ryan, you take 100 damage. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because um, he rolled a 10, and it's 1d10 times 10. Um... Make a body save. All right. 85 out of 33. I was about to say, is there any way we can help with that to have him roll an advantage? Um, yeah, I'm going to quickly wrap his body in duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll let... Uh, if Do either of you have first aid? Not me. I I do. Alright, so uh, next turn, you're going to have to devote your turn to trying to keep Zark alive. Of course. Uh, he, he he bad. It, it bad. I mean, if, if, Zuck, if Zuck has to die, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I, I did eat a grenade, so... Well, I also have a small med pack, uh, three stim packs, and pain pills. I mean, you're, you eating the grenade stopped them from getting hurt. So it was, it was, let's just call it a noble sacrifice. But you have a chance to be saved, but not right now. Uh, because right. now it's Kira's turn, and she is going to shoot you, Titus. No, she's uh, going to miss. But misses, so don't... Yeah, See? Uh, Zark, you're, uh, you can make another body save. It's your turn now. All right. Oh, wait, she gets a second shot, though. Now, uh, That's she is missing an arm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. She, she missed. Uh, 
So, uh, Zark, make another body save. Let's see how that goes. Yep, even worse. 95 okay. out of 33. You're, he's, uh, Titus and Rook also make fear saves. So I feel like, I feel like Muck's eyes glaze over, um, and, and there's just a flash of white. And uh, he he's just in the opening scene of the social network where he's on that awkward date. <laughs> that was a 41 out of 37 on the fear save. Okay. Wait, does that, the armor affect that? No, right? No. Okay. Uh, James, what about you? Uh, wait, I'm, I'm dodging again, or I'm helping Ryan? No, make a fear save. Uh, this time I passed. Alright, so James, you take one. Chris, you take six stress. Okay. Uh, and you also, Chris, have to make a panic check. So roll... Just roll 2d10 and add them together. 2d10. 5. That's added together. What's your current stress? 12. Okay, so you panic. Oh, good. roll, Roll another 2d10. Nineteen. Or ten and nine. Uh, no, nineteen. You're you're overwhelmed. You were you were not expecting this. This is just so much work. You were not expecting these guys to turn on you, and they got the drop on you. You are. This is your fault. Like you're the gun. You're supposed to see this stuff coming. So roll one d ten. Three. All right. You gain three more stress. Mm-hmm. And James, you have to make another fear save because a marine is panicking. I did not make it. 81. Okay. Uh, You take... Take four more stress. Uh, And now you make a panic check. So roll 2d10. I got 14. What's your current stress? Fifteen. Oh. All right, so you panic. Roll another two to ten and tell me what you got. Eighty-five or thirteen, if you add them together. Oh, yeah, add them together. So thirteen. Okay. So... You got cowardice. You gained one... Before you do this, let me just read it. You gained one stress, and for the next 1d10 hours, you must make a fear save to engage engage in combat or else flee. But, just as a reminder... Oh, you also have to add your current stress to it. I forgot. Uh, you got a 19... Oh, well, Chris already did. So, what, you have 15 stress, James? You got- yeah, as well, 16 now plus the one that you just gave me. So 16 plus, and you rolled a 13, so that's 29. Um, so 29, well, Chris, actually, uh, before you took that 
three stress. What was your stress at? Um, three from what it's at now would have been... Um, well, if I could read my own handwriting. I'm going to say that was 15, so probably 12. Okay, so 19. That's either 15 or 16. I think it's 15. Okay. I don't, I don't want to TPK everyone here, so... Uh, so James, you if you want, sure you don't, procession. Alex. Sure you don't. Not here. <laughs> once per session, a teamster may re-roll a roll on the panic effect table. So if you don't want cowardice, you can re-roll. Oh, and if you have any resolve, you subtract that, don't you? Oh yes, yes. If you have resolve, you subtract it from. I have uh, two resolve. Resolve. It's minus one to the rolls on the panic effect table. So technically, uh, your roll was a 31, Chris, which would have reduced to 29, which is psychological collapse. Uh, that doesn't sound very irreparably good. Irreparably insane. Your character is now played by the warden. But I don't like that, so we'll stick with the overwhelmed. Uh, well, my goal is usually to go crazy. Yeah, but this wouldn't be like the fun kind of crazy. This would be the kill James kind of crazy. Uh, no, not necessarily. This is the your character's an NPC now kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so James, you can either go with cowardice or you can re-roll and try for something. Hope you get something better. Um, if I re-roll and don't get something better, do I have to take what I re-rolled or can I stick no. with cowardice? You could you could pick which one you want. All right, I'll try. Uh, I'll try rolling again. Two d ten, you said, added together. Yep. All right, so it's a nine. My resolve is one. So eight. Uh, well, this is better. You're anxious. You gained one stress. All right, I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. Alright, so things have gone pear-shaped very quickly. Uh, but, uh, Zark, you're bleeding a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Uh, Titus, you're up now. There's two of them left. They're both looking pretty banged up. But yeah, I'm gonna... Did... Throwing grenades. I guess I'm gonna go for the one that's throwing grenades this time. Yeah, that's Angel. Uh, so make your attack roll. So that was a 43, which my combat is a 64 plus. I'm trained in military training and firearms, so it was another 25. Yep, he got a 51 out of 50 for his... Oh, no, wait, it's on instinct. I'm sorry, he got a 51 out of 55 on his instinct roll, so you miss. He dodges. Uh, But you get a second shot. Well, I'm going to go again. 45. All right. He got an 85, so he does not dodge this time. So roll for damage. Wait, what are you shooting him with? The uh, um, rifle, because the laser cutter is, is uh, recharging, yeah. Yep. So 5d10. Uh, for the pulse rifle, yes. Yes. 5d10. 23, that's really disappointing. Well, that is enough. Uh, you, you pepper Colonel Jackson Angel with bullets uh, as he's, like, leaping between these android bodies. And then he just 
kind of goes limp in mid-jump, and you watch him as he's, like, floating across the room, un unmoving now. Uh, Rook, it's back up to you. It looks like I'm doing first aid. Yeah, make an intellect plus first aid check. You ha What gear do you have for that? You have a first aid kit? Yeah, you said I, ha I got a small medical kit, uh, <clears throat> three uh, stim packs, and painkillers. Right. Uh, medical kit. Oh, first aid kit. And it's plus 10% to rolls made to bandage wounds and stop bleeding. So, intellect plus first aid plus 10%. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I am right now is wounds and bleeding, so... Yeah. Well, I got 55 out of 64. Okay. Uh, you managed to stabilize Zark with a critical success. Uh, you do have to uh, take his armor off to get to him, though. Uh, and Zark, you start to come to consciousness. Uh, no! <laughs> Um, roll 1d10. Alright, let's see. I got a 1. <laughs> of course. Oh my god, Dice Golem fucking hates you, Ryan. So, on the regain consciousness table, a 1 means you are comatose and brain dead. Only extraordinary measures will return you to the waking world. However, because James got a crit, I will let you... Uh, what's your resolve, Ryan? That sounds like extraordinary measures. Yeah. Um, well, they would be 1d10 days, but uh, I'll, I'll speed <laughs> that up a bit. So, Ryan... Uh, you come into consciousness screaming. You permanently lose five strength, five speed, and five intellects. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna reset my uh, my values to their uh, priest impact levels because I'm guessing that yes, the drugs yeah. done the drugs done wore off. Oh yeah. And then I jab a stim pack right into his heart. Alright. Uh, then you also take five stress, Ryan. Because, you know, you almost died there. Okay. Uh, you, can't, you can't take some stim packs and drugs if you want to try to get some health back. But you have disadvantage on everything. How how many how many HP do I have? One. One. I mean, because technically you were reduced to like negative eighty. Yeah. So yeah, you you come back with one HP. Uh, can I give him one of my stim packs? Uh, sure. I will note you can overdose on stim packs. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll bring you back to life with the stim pack. No, wait, I've had 13. <laughs> Do you want me to risk it, uh, Ryan? I mean, go go for it. Well, I, that I, that was that was your turn, James. Was 
that your your two oh, okay. actions was just getting him, you know, to not be quite uh-huh. so fucking dead. So any any stim packs or anything would have to be next turn, or Zark could try to do it on his turn. Uh, okay. There's still Kira left, and she is going for you, Chris, because you're mm-hmm. the main threat right now. So she is going to shoot at you. Wait, wait, Remember, wait, she's wait. only got one arm. Yep. Before before we go uh, before we go on, um, Rook, Zark Zark is like bleeding. He he coughs up blood, and he mutters to himself, "I can't believe she broke up with me." <laughs> Who broke up with you? All right, Kira's first shot goes very wide. And her second shot also misses. So, apparently, having only one arm is not great for shooting a gun. Yeah, uh, I imagine Zark, it's not. You're up. Your your body, it hurts. It, it hurts a lot. <laughs> what would you like to do, Zark? Um, I'm I'm able to move and act. Eh, move and act are very broad concepts for you right now. Uh, you could jam yourself with a stim pack, or maybe spin slowly and continue to bleed a little. Uh, no, the stim pack, please. Okay. How many are you going to take? Thirty-four. Um, we can we can start with one. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so you 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 hit yourself with a stim pack, and that sweet sweet stim saw starts flooding into your veins. Uh, so roll the two d ten for your health, and roll all that stuff. I'm gonna say uh, just because you're so fucking injured, it's not going to give you the bonus strength in combat for this first. Well, uh, no, it would. Never mind. Um, so yeah, you get two d ten health and all that strength and combat stuff. Great. Uh, but because you're so injured, that's going to be both your actions. Like, it just, you're not moving very quickly, so it's going to take you a while to get it out, jam it into yourself. So that's your, that's your action. All right, well, my strength went back up. All right, sort and of. Titus, you're up. Uh, Alright, I think she's mostly dead, so I'm going to stick with the rifle. Okay. Uh, Wrong window. 01D100, I got a 9. That hits her. Roll 5D10. 35. That's better. She is dead. Uh, you, you you see some of one of your bullets goes right through her faceplate, and she just stops and is floating there. And she was the last one, right? Yep, she's all that's left. Luckily, okay. he didn't have to deal with the flamethrower guy, because he blew himself up. Yeah, we would have died if we had to do that. Uh, well, how much <clears throat> flamethrower is 2d10 times 10 damage? So, yeah, that would have been unfortunate. But, you know, he did himself in for you. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, you're surrounded by uh, the floating 
bodies and pieces of these deactivated androids. Lots of Zark's blood is still filling the air and floating around the room. Uh, the, there's only, you, only, you can only find three dead Marines. There's not enough left of Toast to identify. You, you know he's around the room somewhere, but you can't see him. I'd start collecting Zuck's blood and try putting it back into him. Is this helping? Does this work? No. No, stop it. <laughs> That's incredibly painful. So I will I will ask you guys, you're almost at the nuke. Do you want to keep going or do we want to call it here and then do one more session to wrap it up? Um, if you think we can stretch it for another session, I, I should probably go, though. Okay. Yeah, I gotta go to Jersey in the morning. If I didn't have to go to Jersey and I was local, I would say let's wrap it up, but I, I don't want to rush the ending. Okay. Alright, so then we will uh, we will wait. So, well, we'll end here with you guys in what is, uh, I will tell you, you are in the uh, Combat Spire aptly named The, the dead marines that you hired that apparently got a better offer from Monarch uh, are now dead as well. You managed to defeat the professionally trained marines, so good job. Uh, okay. Yeah, defeat. So, well, yeah. I, mean, uh, I guess they got to make a note to make sure that uh, uh, the Minotaur and, and uh, Lumina made it to the ship okay. Yeah, you don't know what happened. Uh, so we'll do end of session real quick. Uh, so you each get 10 XP. I don't. Why not? Technically, I didn't survive the session. <laughs> yes, you did. You made it to the end. Well, you died, but you didn't die-die completely. If I'm at 105 now, do I level up? Uh, no, 125. Well, I'm going to give you oh. each another three for yes. taking out the Marines. Uh, and you could give nominations. All right, well, I'm going to give I'm mine gonna... to Ryan. <laughs> Taking that grenade like a champ. Uh, I'm going to give mine to James for turning off the killing wall because we would have all died at the wall. Um, and and I'm going to give mine to Chris um, for for being a panicky marine. And, and feeling so badly about uh, not spotting the ambush. I probably should have spotted it. Alright, so did anyone... So, Chris, you haven't hit 125 yet. No. Uh, Ryan or James, did you hit 175? Uh, I'm still at 115. <laughs> no, oh. no, I didn't hit that oh, yet. Oh, you're all, you're all level 4, yeah. Wait, James, what are you at? Yes. Oh, uh, 137. Oh. James leveled up. James is level 5. Groovy! The rest of you losers are level 4. Alright, so we'll do James' stuff off mic. Uh, did you guys enjoy it? Yeah, it was No. Fun. You goddamn asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everything except the Marines was in the book. The Marines you brought along with you and... Yeah, that's the part I'm upset about. <laughs> They're, like everything was in the book except for the thing that I did. Yeah, that's what I was complaining about mostly. 
<laughs> They're soulless mercenaries. Monarch made them a better offer. Also probably told them that you are planning to blow up the whole station with them on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Is surprised. Too much to engender their loyalty. No. But now you don't have to worry about them, because they're all dead. And you're only mostly dead. Although technically, Zark should have died like three times. But I'm being very generous, because it's the end. Alright, so, anyone have any last thoughts before we sign off here? No. Mm-mm.